everybody. Welcome back, everybody, to the Turnbuckle. This is my version of the Frankie Long Hill Turnbuckle. And Noel Logan, he's learning a few things. He's learning how generous Travis Never is. <laughs> this time, energy, mental health. Uh, oh, we'll talk about it. But, uh, again, presented by Bruce Nation Productions. If you have a podcast that you want edited or tips on or how to, how to help stream and build, go to BruceNationProductions.com and there's a price for it. And frankly, everything is negotiable. We're like the million dollar man around here. So go to BruceNationProductions.com. McCarthy gets you square away. He'll take your weddings, your photos. Uh, nobody takes better pictures than McCarthy. I mean, he was all of the Arnold. Uh, I, mean, his, I was paparazzi in the hell out of that thing. Yeah, he's, he, he, uh, he, matter of fact, he worked so hard, he, he sprung his index finger uh, when he was, you know. And he looked, like, he looked like a TMZ reporter and Britney Spears back in 05 as far as how he was going. Click, click, click. So, go to BruceNationProductions.com, and if you need help with your podcast, editing, storyboarding, any of that, He'll do it for you. Or if you have a big event that you need pictures taken for or video recorded for, he'll hook you up there. And if for some reason you watch, you're watching and you're a wrestling promoter, go to Snapmare Productions. We can help you. We can help you make your broadcast a snap. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. But... Somebody's going to rant and rave, and it's not going to be me. Oh, wow. That's a shock. Mr. Gnarly Dapper. Hi. Hi. I've heard that you're disappointed in Jeff Hardy's recent comments regarding his, his exit from WWE and his landing at AEW. And, yeah. And, yeah. Then, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about it much in the group. I just heard you talk about you, you're losing some respect for him because of these mm-hmm. comments. You have the floor. Talk about those comments. Why are you upset with it specifically? Go in-depth with the people. I'm upset because it sounds like a guy that basically just said, i am got the stroke, I'm going to give up, and I'm just going to walk away because I can do it and I won't get in trouble. Um, For those who didn't see the comments, uh, he basically admitted that he decided to walk away. He decided that he, he was done mentally, and I guess physically, mentally, whatever, and that was the reason that he walked out of the match at the house show and wherever the hell they were. That's my problem. I can understand being done. I can understand being frustrated, and I can understand wanting out. Clearly, you've done it once before a couple times. Um, but given how much time you've spent in the business... To go the route of, I'm just done. The hell are we doing? How old are you, Jeff? You know damn well better than that. I'm done, so I'm going to walk out on a match, in the middle of a match, and be done. What, What does that say for professionalism? Again, I understand being done. If you want your release... By God, ask for it. They'll probably give it to you. They're probably not going to hold you hostage like they are, I guess, doing to Ali. Everyone's like, oh, they'll hold him hostage like Ali. Bull crap. It's Jeff Hardy. They, If they want to let him go, they're going to let him go because it's Jeff Hardy. And quite honestly, they thought he was doing drugs anyway. So they were 
fine to get rid of him. But to openly admit that you just decided that because you felt like you could get away with it, you're going to walk out in the middle of a match, I have a problem with that. As somebody who's worked in, you know, it's not even remotely similar, but I've, I worked in retail for five years. How many times during that five years did I have people that worked with me as cashiers and got hired one day and decided they quit the next? To me, to me, it's about professionalism. I can understand not being comfortable somewhere. That's why I left. I, I was I was unhappy where I was working. I got fed up with it. I decided to leave. But I still gave enough time for them to plan for me leaving. Jeff doesn't have to necessarily do that because he's not necessarily getting replaced. But to me, there's still a professionalism in it to go, I'm going to finish this match. I think I'm done, but I'll at least finish the match. For the guys that are in the match with me, finish the match and then tell backstage, you know what? I didn't feel good out there. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. You guys haven't really... Put me in spots I thought you were going to put me. I feel like I deserve a little bit better. And honestly, he did. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. We all sat here when uh, Extreme Rules came, and we went to the show and thought that Jeff Hardy was going to win the U.S. title because he probably should have, the way that crowd was going bonkers for Jeff Hardy. He probably should have won the U.S. title at this point. But he didn't. But he should know better. He should know better, and that's what ticks me off, is you had them believing you were relapsing and back on the wagon of making bad decisions, and the reality is you just gave up. Um, McCarthy, before I, before I give my thoughts on it, uh, what are your thoughts to Napper's, Napper's uh, argument? You did, buddy. Ah, part of it I agree with. You can't just walk out in the middle of a match. Um, but to say that I am surprised, no. This is Jeff Hardy. Yes, he had his demons that he fought for a lot of the past issues he had in the middle of matches. But I was not surprised when I read this. I've never been, um, I've been a Jeff Hardy fan. I've never thought, of Jeff Hardy as a professional probably since that feud with the undertaker. But when he started falling off the wagon and, and, you know, wrestling intoxicated demons are demons, but you have someone else's life in your hands in that ring. You shouldn't be intoxicated. Like I'll put it this way. When, when, when I was young and I was wrestling, I used to smoke a lot, a lot and not cigarettes. No, but I had a rule. It was match day. I'm not smoking. And I was getting maybe $20. Maybe. You're getting paid quite a bit more. So you should never wrestle while intoxicated. And you should not walk out on a match in the first place. Like Travis said, for the guys that are already booked for the match. And for the damn fans too. Like, come on. You don't owe us much. Don't really owe us anything. But if you've already started the match, maybe you should just buck it up and finish it. 
All right. Um, I agree with you. But let me play devil's advocate here, okay? Just for the sake of argument. Uh, what if it's a case today we're, we're a very, thank God, we're a very much more mental health aware society, right? Overall, we're getting there. Long way to go, we're getting there. What if it's a case of sometimes when you're out, you're out. Sometimes you can't stand one more minute of what you're doing. And again, I want you to know I agree with you. I think you do buck it up and live with it, at least for that night. Because some kid or potentially father, because Jeff's been around so long now, but some father and or kid drove, might be 10 minutes, might be 10 hours to see Jeff Hardy. Don't, I don't know. Somebody in that crowd came to see Jeff Hardy. That's how big Jeff Hardy is. So I agree with you. But what about his mental health? What about, you know what? This doesn't work for me anymore. I'm out. And yeah, you can tell you suck it up, finish the match. But you know how it is. Sometimes when you have that, when you're on the verge of that meltdown, if you don't get the hell out, uh, it might be a bad night. And given his demons, maybe he needed out for for that. Maybe he couldn't, because Jeff Hardy's always done things a different way. He's a different, different guy. This is the same guy that, and I'm not making light of this, but unfortunately showed up high as a kite to wrestle in a main event against his childhood hero, Sting. Uh, that was the feud I was going to bring up. I, I've, I've completely forgot about the Undertaker thing, but the one that always sticks out in my head is seeing that start to a match with him and Sting. Yeah, Which, you know, by the way, I'm, I'm glad he gets a chance to possibly redeem that. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to see Sting versus Jeff Hardy. I do too. Hopefully they'll make that happen. To answer your proposal, I still think you've... And, you know, you and I both probably have been down those same rabbit holes at least once or twice. Um, the thing I would say is if you could have still try to find a way, you don't have to be in the match, but don't just walk out on the match, fake an injury, something, you know, have, have somebody attack the leg and now you can't stand but, you know, you're not injured enough that they got to stretch you out. Something. There had to be an angle to me that I'm sure the guys in the ring would have found a way. It was a house show. Yeah. I'm sure the guys would have found a way to make it to where he's not a part of the match, but still involved in the match, to where he can have that separation enough until the match is over, and then... Go about his merry way. I, and I agree with you because I can't remember who worked that match against him. I think Kevin Owens. And I think Kevin. I, I want to say Roman. Uh, you know, a few other heels. Go to one of the heels and goes and 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 you know. Probably Seth and Kevin probably were in that match. Go to one of them and go. Hey, I'm having a hard time. Like I, I, I think I'm done for a little while at least. Let's do something here and write me off. Because here, like, and the, honestly. I'm sure that happens a lot in the middle of a match. I mean, maybe Jason can speak to that better than I can. I'm sure there have been times where guys are in the ring and they're like, something's off. I don't feel that great. I know we got to get through this match. And it's, you know, probably not, you know, main pay-per-view matches, but like 
just raws and house shows where they're like, man, I'm my my shoulder hurts or something. Like, man, I just don't feel good. Can we, I, I want to get through this? Like, I want to do the match, but can we do this so that I can get out of this quicker? Something like that. I do. I hear you. Jeff Hardy does things his own way. Uh, he, again, we had the sting moment, unfortunately. That's not a good thing, but I'm saying he just thinks differently. He left at the height of his powers in WWE because he didn't want to sign a contract extension. Got arrested a few months later, if you recall, and then while pending charges, worked out a deal with TNA and went there, if you recall that. Uh, had drug issues back early in WWE and then went to TNA when TNA was under the NWA and ba- NWA banner. Jeff Hardy just does things differently and had recently been doing meet and greets where then afterwards he'll play music for an hour. Jeff Hardy truly is, as J- Jim Ross has called him these last two weeks, he used to call him the charismatic enigma, now he's calling him the strange enigma lately. Uh, he really is that. That's not really a character. He's just different. And Especially when you dance when your brother's getting his face kicked in. Uh, you know, uh, you know the classic song by Will Waylon and Willie Mamas, Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. The line in it says, he ain't wrong, he's just different. So, he ain't wrong, he's just different. Uh, Jeff Hardy's just different. And I have a great respect for Jeff Hardy. Is he professional? No. Uh... Some would argue I'm not either. So, we, I agree with you, Napper. But we also have to keep in mind that some people just do things differently and we can either go, well, you don't fit in our box so you can't do it. Or we go, you're Jeff Hardy or you're so-and-so and we, we know you have value if you're, if you're clicking right. Uh, every now and again... I can be a little difficult, certainly not to that degree, but you know I, I'm wired a little differently myself. I, I am. I'm wired a little differently. I, I make no bones about that. I think differently. I feel differently. I get upset probably when I shouldn't. Uh, I take things a little bit too too personal sometimes. And I think I'm at my best when someone is, frankly, aware of that. And so I can work with them and they can work with me. And I think if Tony Khan is aware of the the pitfalls that Jeff Hardy has mental health-wise, and Jake Roberts, too, and a few of those guys. That's where you can get the most out of those guys. Because, frankly, as somebody that has an anxiety disorder and somebody that can be a little difficult in certain moments, I don't need you to tell me I'm being difficult. I probably deep down know. I need you to go, all right, I... I'm very well aware. Yeah. I need need you to go, all right, I hear you. Let's work around that. How can we make you more comfortable? How can we... You know, I... You know, I, I don't... I don't understand why I'm a part of Snapman Productions. Really, I don't. I have no clue. But I'm thankful for it. So, it's weird. Uh, McCarthy, what about you on the mental health side of it? What if it was just Jeff's done and got to get out, or else it leads down to a, a worse rabbit hole? Because Jeff Hardy is one of those guys with, like you said, demons. I mean that so that's just a sticky subject because you do always have to worry about had he done the right thing and finished the match and asked for his release would they have cared cuz they've shown that they don't care 
to kind of be a little devil's advocate, like with, with what Travis said earlier, it's Jeff Hardy. Of course, they're going to release him. I find that hard to believe. They they go out of their way to keep you longer when you ask for a release. But when it's convenient for them, it doesn't matter who you are unless you're Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. So you can't. You have to with Jeff. You do have to look at it from both of your perspectives. Jeff is a different kind of cat. He's been in this business long enough to know better than to quit mid-match. But he's also been with the WWE long enough and enough times to know how it works when a name wants out. I think, honestly, I think the thing that drove me a little crazy is he didn't seem, he didn't seem like he thought he was wrong. At all. He probably doesn't think he's wrong. He probably doesn't. I think that's the part that kind of drives me nuts, is you were wrong a little bit. Even if you don't want to admit you were fully wrong, you were wrong a little bit. The thing that's upset me is his now complete and utter dismissal of WWE. I I have no idea what happened this last run, if it was a good run for him or not. I'm talking about backstage. I don't know. Sure looked good on TV, minus the not winning championships. But let's not forget it's the company that, that made you a star. Let's not forget it's the company that made you world champion. Let's not forget it's the company that made you world champion, took a chance on you, and you relapsed. Well, let's be honest. He he took the we think he's doing drugs again personal. And I don't entirely blame him, but I don't entirely blame WWE either. Was it right for them to openly put that out there? Probably not. And actually, not even probably. It, it, it wasn't. It's a, it's a but, situation because, yeah, if you're falsely accusing the recovering addicts, you look like an absolute a-hole. No doubt. But given Jeff's issue, because while he is not what I would call profesh- professional, as McCar- I agree. I, again, we would all, in retrospect, have preferred he no-show the Sting match instead of show up and try um, so that's not in his character to just run out. And, like, he's still a wrestler, and wrestler's mentality is no matter, and unfortunately we saw it with now the late great Scott Hall, and we've seen it with Jake. Wrestler's mentality is not get high and no-show. The wrestler's mentality is I might be high, but i got a show to do. Because, unfortunately, the wrestler's mentality is the show goes on. How many... Un- and I'm not making light of, of anyone's demons and certainly not talking ill of the dead. We just paid a, a, what I thought was a very heartfelt tribute to Scott Hall last week. But how many incidents do we know about from Scott Hall having a bad moment because Scott chose to show up anyway? He He's even explained multiple yeah. instances of those stories. Yeah, it's... it's you know, Especially when he was in WCW, like he he even admitted that there were plenty of days where he was barely able to stand because he was so drunk. And you know, and had that there was that one independent incident from like 2013, 2014 in Massachusetts where I mean he's so out of it, but you can see the hospital band on his wrist. Like wrestler's mentality, unfortunately, is fortunately and fortunately depends on the case. Is you show up. The only I've only ever heard of Scott no showing completely one time. That was Turning Point 07. 
And then Samoa Joe cuts that wild promo on him uh, because he did no show that. But that's like the one time. And frankly, Scott says he had food poisoning. And frankly, I know that Scott was heavy into drugs at that point, but I believe him because, again, the wrestler's mentality is not I'll get high and then I can't go. The wrestler's mentality is I'll get high and then I can go. <laughs> and even food poisoning is one of those things where you're like... Yeah, nope. <laughs> so, so I don't want to poop myself. In Be, being being a little bit inebriated and being high is one thing. Having food poisoning and probably going to crap your pants, that's another thing. Or, you know, just completely vomiting all over, all over the place. Actually, to bring up a, a kind of similar story, Edge even has admitted there was a one time he did the thing with Cena's dad. He admitted, and uh, I saw on YouTube one time, he admitted that he had food poisoning that night, did the match, and then as soon as the match was over, it was like a house show, threw up the apron and just went... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then CM Punk is crapping himself like twice on SmackDown when he had that when he had the, the antibiotics, the Z-Bac. You remember he complained about that in that podcast with Colt because he was sick for months before he was really, you know, before he left. And he said he cracked himself like twice on SmackDown because he was so sick and did the antibiotics. You know how an antibiotic will work in your system. That's why so, I would never wear shorts as ring gear. So my point is, my point is, yes, I understand where he was coming from on that. But it's not in Jeff or almost any other wrestler's mentality to do a snow show. I'm sure there's a few that, that I'm not thinking of. But Jeff is, like I said, always showing up. Scott is... More times than not showing up. Jake has shown up. It's a matter of of what shape and condition will they show up in. Uh, and sometimes they'd be better off if they didn't show up. So we'll see on all that. Speaking of the Hardys, let's talk some wrestling for AEW St. Patrick's Day Slam. I know it doesn't make sense to kick off with it, but I thought we have to because we just, we're going to talk Hardy first. So the Hardys made their AEW entering debut and defeated Private Party, and by God, it was like 1999 in that piece. Um, all things considered, thought everything was good. Nothing special, nothing awful, nothing, nothing, you know. I love that Vince didn't throw in the Hardy Boys name. Like we're what, all, his trademarks? Yeah, like, <laughs> we're already working out a deal for the entrance. Do you want the Hardy Boys name? Okay. If we're go- like McCarthy, do you think that Tony Khan at least asked, or did Vince go no, or what happened there? Uh, no, I don't think there was even a question towards that because I do believe I read that Vince didn't own the rights to the Hardy Boys song either, and that's how Tony got it. Oh, so the forbidden door isn't open. No, much to all of our chagrins. Damn it! Like- I thought for sure. I said, "Damn, Vince done sold the rights." Bro, I thought the same thing. I thought Vince owned everything, but I guess I we were mistaken this this time. Just this time. He doesn't have the whole world. Well, he owns uh, he owns that other Jeff Hardy theme song. I guarantee that. <laughs> Probably. He's in the writing number one. Alrighty. Um, What'd you think of the match? Nothing special, I thought. It's just just one of those ones to kind of get the Hardys back on the feel of being together again. What'd you think, McCarthy? Yeah, no, it was a good match. There was nothing wrong. No one, like, made any mistakes. Nothing looked terrible. It was just a nice little introduction match for him. 
Your thoughts, Mr. Never? It was pretty. It was, it right. was pretty. It was pretty. It was all right. Like you guys said, it was nothing like I was, oh, my God, it's the Hardys. But at the same time, like, are we really shocked? Because Jeff has been consistently wrestling for quite a while. Matt, too. Like, I, do, I don't think we should have expected any sort of drop-off just because they haven't teamed together. They're brothers. I'm pretty sure that they've wrestled and been around each other outside of the ring enough to probably recognize, hey, you're going to do this, I'm going to do this. Same old shit. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. Uh, on to the next one. One thing I will say uh, is, is as Jim Ross talked about on commentary, the dream matches that we'll get to see are going to be cool. And I know the Young Bucks and Hardys happened once before, but happened on a major scale. That's going to be incredible. FTR, incredible. Uh, uh, frankly, or did I, that happen? I don't know if it happened or not. Uh, Hardy's and FTR ever face McCarthy? Did the Revi- I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think Revival me- ever ever faced Hardy's because they were in the they were in the company at the same time. I just can't um, yeah, remember. I don't think Matt and Jeff were tagging them. No, I think it was Jeff and Bray or, or Matt and Bray. And I and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you right now. I know it wouldn't be a classic by any stretch, but given that the Hardys are back together for what they tease as their last run together, you remember they teased that, and uh, the team I'm about to mention is on their farewell tour as well. Yes. I want the Hardys versus the Rock and Roll Express and AEW, and if this doesn't happen, somebody's doing something wrong. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, and I'm still happy. But <laughs> Will our boy Tony Khan make me happy and book the Hardys versus the Rock and Roll Express? It's been 40 years for the Rock and Roll Express. This is the last round of the boys. No, Ricky Morton's not retiring. He's going to cheat with his kid after. Um, but Rock and Roll is, is eventually going to end, though Ricky Morton just announced that it's been so successful thus far, they're going to extend the tour. Uh, so, any chance we see the Hardys versus the Rock and Roll Express in a major moment in AEW history, tell me yes or else I quit. Well, hold on, let me think. Should I make you quit? That's the question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think it's almost like a foregone conclusion. It's not like they haven't been there before. They're still active. Just have them come in for a one-off with the Hardys. Even, yes. even if it's at a pay-per-view, I think it's worth it. Because yes. not, it's not very often that you get to see <coughs> that have been in the business this long and never wrestle each other, but where one was quite obviously inspired by the other one. And they did just book the uh, FDR versus Briscoe thing, so it's not like he's totally against booking outside of the company. Yeah, so. I- I'm not saying it needs to be some long feud, but I'm talking No! About, I'm Hell, talking about one off. One Either that or the sun screws over the Hardys and 
then we have a future feud. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money, pal. <laughs> Rematch. Ricky versus with Ricky and his kid. There, Part two. There it is. There it is. I'm in. I'm Whew. in. So, I want it. I just want to see that tag team first. And, and obviously, obviously, uh, the Young Bucks versus the Hardys is going to be magical whenever that takes place. It was before. It will be again. I've never taken away from their talent. They're just do flippy mother clue. Hardy Bros versus the Lucha Bros. Uh, yeah, Hardy Bros versus the Lucha Bros. Yeah. How incredible that would be. Ladder match. Woo! Uh, frankly, to get I would have him face first. Jurassic Express with Christian for all time's sake. Yeah, there you go. Uh, why not? Damn it. Because <laughs> why not? You need a third person then. Who's the third person? What do you mean? Parties are going to need a third person. Oh, who the hell Orange really Cassidy. Cares? Orange Cassidy? No. Boo. Boo. He's the go-to random dude anyway. No. should book Marco's stunt because somebody must have ate him. That was stunt. Wait, wait. You'd rather see Marco's stunt than Orange Cassidy? I'm confused. They're both horrible, so I don't really care who. Wow. First of all, <laughs> Orange Cassidy is an amazing professional wrestler. You just don't like his gimmick. He's hardly terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like his gimmick. Now I'm just tired of it. I'm sorry. So sorry. Yeah. I'm not. It, uh, I don't. But it can be a three on two. I don't care. Well, that's not fair to the Hardys. They're older. <laughs> Unless Jeff Hardy can somehow put Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Willow into one match. This isn't COVID. We can't do the thin, the cinematic matches anymore. Why Who says? Can't we? You did. I'm that one over there. You don't want them anymore. You I, said so. I don't. I think they suck. I think they're an insult to the business. I sure do. I really, 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 really don't like cinematic matches. And Bob, do you want a third man for this dream match thing? Okay, I can live with that. Yeah, it just, but yes. I wish it could be Edge. Cinematic matches can go to hell. Absolute hell, hell. Take the escalator to the bottom floor. I don't give a, hate them. Hate them. They're... This isn't movies. This is wrestling. It's not a movie, baby. All right. Thunder Rosa defeated Britt Baker to become the new AEW Women's World Champion. Came out with a mariachi band, for God's sake. Uh, what a match. This wasn't a steel cage match. Blood was everywhere. Uh, Mr. What? Mr. McCarthy, what are your thoughts we have a new women's world champion, Thunder LaRosa. The the reign of the DMD is over for now. Thoughts, please. I thought this match was right there on par with the one of their best matches that lights out match they had a few months a year ago, actually. And it was everything we expected. Their chemistry was on point. They pulled out the tax. That must be DMD's thing now. And, and and it was time for her reign to end. You can only get so much out of 
Britt Baker getting helped by her cronies for so long. We, we all get tired of that from heels after a while, but I think we all got tired of it more from Britt Baker faster because she showed real early on that she didn't need an entourage to make it where she was. But she had a nice long reign. Now we have Thunder Rosa reaching the mountaintop, and she's going to produce some hella good matches with all these young women in AEW. Mr. Nappers, you seem to be dying to give your thoughts. Go ahead. I just like saying Thunder Rosa. Rosa. I am excited. Very excited. That was awesome. Uh... I agree with McCarthy. I think, I don't know if it was better than their lights out match. Definitely close. Um, Their lights out match was just brutal as all hell, which I think is why it's, it's up there so high with everybody in regards to their matches. But this one was definitely brutal. Bringing up the thumbtacks, which I guess are fake, apparently, according to, you know, the IWC. Um. Yeah, New, not. news to me, uh, and I guess news to Britt Baker and Audrey Edwards and Thunder Rosa. Um, I agree. I, I think it, we all felt it was probably time for Britt, and especially when we were starting to ask the question, "Who beats Britt at this point?" Because even then, we were kind of struggling. If if Thunder Rosa wasn't the one that was going to beat her you really start to go into a deep rabbit hole of, ooh, who do we have beat her? Because you can't go the route of Jade Cargill. She's already the TBS champion. They're not going to do a unification. Um, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida are doing their own thing. Um, Nyla Rose, we've seen that a time or two. We don't need to really see it again for a little while. So this was kind of it. And, and I'm, I don't mean to say that as, as a bad thing, but this was the shot that you had to make a splash, and they absolutely did that. So thankfully, they decided to pull the trigger. I think it's time, and I'm excited to see where Thunder Rosa does go with this because I think she will make a great champion. More than she already does. Uh, well, this is going to be one of the few times we all three agree. I, I agree. Thunder Rosa will make a great champion. I've been a big fan of Thunder Rosa since her NWA days, where she's a former NWA uh, women's heavyweight champion. So I believe that's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, that's going to be the first to win both those belts. Uh, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I could be. Uh, so, no, I think this is going to be a bang-up run. My only concern, and it's just because we've seen it so many times, is will she be better as the chaser than the champ? We'll find out. That's so often someone is better as the chaser than the champ. You know, Stone Cold, uh, you can make an argument with John Moxley, certainly Heyman, Adam Page, certainly. I was waiting for that one. I, I think I think the problem for me is going to be who do you have as her first challenger that provides this level of firepower? That these two had, I don't think you do. See that you, you can't match that. I think right it's now it's going to take frank, a minute to have. Frankly, here's what I do. Else. Uh, what's next pay per view? Double or nothing, May? Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, double or nothing. There is no reason that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa can't tear it down one more time at, th- at double or nothing. 
And then you can write bread off TV for a little bit or something. While you build up her, her replacement? Yeah. I'm good with that. Uh, you, there's no reason they can't tear it down one more time. Uh, frankly, I would be afraid. How many matches have they had? Two? I think this one was three, maybe Was this four. the third one? It had four. Because the third one was at Revolution. That's right. I would have them tear it down one more time. I would. Uh, and then if you need it, but if you don't want to do that, and you needed a stopgap, call a legend. Uh, Medusa's back in the game. She's working the NWA. Give her a call. See if she'll come do one one match. You know, on a way to end her career. Uh, frankly, if ooh, I got a good one. I think. Frankly, if Trish Stratus isn't with WWE currently, Molina. Molina, why not? Uh, uh, my God. First yeah. match, Molina and Thunder Rosa. I'd love to see more. Woo! I'd love to see more Molina anytime. Sure would. Plus, it'd be and like you know. Not to, it would be a great match for like, just all of like the Mexican wrestling culture. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Uh, look, I'm all for it. Uh, I I think there's a lot to do there, but I, but I, so I'm, I'm interested to see if she'll be uh, uh, as good of a champion as she was a chaser. You know, hopefully she's not Adam Page. We'll see. We'll see. All right. He doesn't even care anymore. The Jer- uh. He will, as soon as I say this, the Jericho Appreciation Society debuts. Yeah, see, right there, he did. He paid attention there. All right. Uh, I I got to tell you, started out, I didn't care for it. But then I went, that son of a bitch, McCarthy, might be right. Because you know what I found myself going? Because I care about professional wrestling so much as you know, Napper. I hate the term sports entertainer. What the hell is wrong with the word pro wrestling? It's one of the things I've always complained about with Vince. You even heard me do it on this show. I get real mad about the fact he doesn't like it. But I don't like the contradiction in the promo. He takes another shot at a bad creative... Yet, who created the sports entertainment idea? He took a shot at AEW's creative for calling him 2.0, bro. Oh, stop it. Because he changed their names. Stop it. They changed their, he changed stop their it. names. This time it was directed at AEW. Well, then why would you work for a company you think is bad creative? Because that's what you left WWE for. It's, it's going to piss off the AEW diehards. It doesn't mean he means it. Here's what he needs to do. He, needs, cha- like he needs to change his theme song. If you're going to draw heat, stop letting the fans sing it. That's true. He's, nope. He's got to change it. But he doesn't have to change yes, it. Yes, he does. It wasn't, it wasn't as loud as it has been since he turned. It and doesn't pissed matter. off it's the gonna... AEW diehards by doing exactly what I told you he was doing. He was doing? <laughs> uh, the term sports entertainer does kind of bother me. I like the term pro wrestling, always have, always will. Uh, I hate that Vince doesn't like it. I hate that Vince won't use it. I hate that he thinks it's a dirty word. And uh, I found myself hating Chris Jericho, so I guess he was doing his job. You're uh, welcome. I did before the promo. Wow. It's egregious. But 
everybody, and I thought, man, what a dastardly heel to admit. Yeah, that man I donated money to randomly, he's right here. Yeah, what a dastardly heel that. Yeah, so, Jericho better as a heel, no question. Um, but we'll see where it goes. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't know where it can go. Because this feels like I it do. ought to go to the world title. But, <laughs> you know, I'm saying an idea, not not that it should. I'm saying in, in kayfabe mindset, Chris Jericho should want more. He should want to get back to the top, right? He's around people that appreciate him. I don't know where this can go. Down the drain, huh? Wow. Well, yes. go, all right. I'm going to let you guys argue a little bit. Amber, <laughs> give your thoughts, and then, uh, and then McCarthy, you listen good because you'll get to respond. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and look pretty. <laughs> right, go ahead. No. Okay. Go ahead. You're, I'll be Switzerland for one time. You guys have fun. <laughs> you can't be Switzerland. That's my gimmick. Oh, wait. I didn't copyright it. Damn it. Just one time. You can have it back in just a moment. So this, go ahead. You give your thoughts, then McCarthy, you, you give yours. I will agree with you. I will at least agree with you that I I enjoyed the fact that he brought the sports entertainment thing. Like you, I don't like the word either. I don't care about it as much as you probably do, or even McCarthy probably does, but I, I genuinely am not a fan of that transition that was made it's it's pro wrestling it's fine we can still call it pro wrestling even though it's you know goofy and stupid and crazy but the, the thing that still bothers me is he could have done all of this with the inner circle and we'd have been fine why why do we have to do a new gang of misfits emphasis now especially on the misfits I just genuinely, in in this moment, would hate Chris Jericho. I don't even give a flying rat's whatever about anybody else that's in the background. That's the point. But I know, but it's stupid. We yelled at people for years because, oh, they're just there. And now we're doing the same stupid stuff. They're just there. I don't care about them. I never will because it's all about Jericho. Why? What what purpose does that serve other than to get Jericho over who doesn't need it? Why? Why why are we why are we doing this? Because for now they are nobodies. They need to be around someone that can make them bigger. Stars, just like Jericho. Then they picked the wrong guy. Everybody else in the inner circle. And you said, I can't believe you said that we could have just kept on going with the inner circle. Like, that's not going to work. You wanted the inner circle to break up eight months ago for one. Because they should have. You can't even. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you can't tell the story he's trying to tell right now with the inner circle. This is all about people that appreciate the greatness that is Chris Jericho. That's the point. Well, they're delusional. That's also the point. <laughs> you forget. Like, Jericho has a great time doing this stuff. That's why I was cracking it up. With no, I, I, I enjoy the Jericho parts because he is delusional and I absolutely love it. He is great as a heel. I will definitely not disagree with that at all. 
But it's just, it's, to me, it's so stupid to do this because what, who does it benefit other than Chris? Because being in a group and getting more TV time to actually cut promos isn't a benefit to three people that no. have just recently joined with Chris Jericho. No, and we say heard stupid stuff like, I'm a sports heard, entertainer. Longer promos from those three in less than five minutes than we have the entire time they've been on the AEW roster. Is that a booking problem? Yes, that is a booking problem. But it also goes to show that being around someone like Chris Jericho that's going to get TV time anyway, it gets you TV time. It gets you mic time that you probably wouldn't have gotten. You well, guys forget it, about all those. It gave Hager too much. That, that that make. Well, they always give Hager too much mic time. You always forget about the little things that make the great stars. And the first thing is promos. You guys love promos. You love good promos. But if you can't get on the TV to cut good or decent promos, no one's ever going to hear them. But That's they've the been cutting promos for like way, the last like the same three way. months. No, no. They had were on Rampage for like months cutting promos before Jericho was around. With people in the back. Those are segments, not promos. <sighs> Still got them on TV. Look, look. And even then I was frustrated. I don't really it like 2.0. They're funny, but I uh... Look, am I saying that 2.0 is going to be like huge after this? I don't know. I'm kind of with you on that. If they're if anything not, like proud and powerful, no. But Daniel Garcia, he's going to be a star. This is only going to help him. I hope so. Hands down. We all see the star potential mm-hmm. in Daniel Garcia. But even in that regard, I still get confused and frustrated. We built up so much with Mox and Daniel and Garcia only to flip it and put Chris in the mix because why? Because Chris Jericho helped in the healing process of Daniel Garcia. Did you not listen to the promo? He helped 2.0 get jobs. He did exactly what you asked for last week. He explained all the connections, all the reasons why it's these three guys, and you're still not happy about it. Because I wanted Mox and Daniel and well, when? Daniel. You're going to get Wheeler Yuta looking like a badass. That's not a terrible thing. I mean, it is if he keeps getting slapped the way he did. Look, that's that that is how that's con- that's concussion Regal, inducing. But that's how William Regal shows love and affection. Okay. Remind me to never Respect. ask uh, William Regal to love me. <laughs> that's fair. Switzerland, speak. Uh, tomorrow night on Dynamite, uh, Regal and Moxley and Danielson will face the Varsity Blondes. I haven't been on TV in a while. The Varsity Blondes. Hmm. What's the girl's I I, I feel bad. I'm drawing Julia Hart? Yes. Hart. I thought she was going to end up with the uh, Kings of the Black Throne. Give it time. All it right. still could happen, but I, it just seems weird that they're like taking them away for a minute. All right. 
I'm, I'll let you all have that little bit of while there. Scorpio's got defeated Wardlow for the TNT Championship. Put yourself into a corner, Tony. Boop. Put yourself into a corner. Boop. <laughs> Why in the world is Dan Lambert also wearing a TNT title? Be I don't know. Yep. Because Corpio Sky considers him a friend, and he said, sure, friend. You can carry one of my two TNT championships. Because Scorpio Sky did come out and say he's only going to be wearing one. But he didn't say there wouldn't be a presence of the second one. There's nothing wrong with having one of your friends carry a title for you. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Then carry the actual title. Why did we make a second one? You did. Yeah. Because one of them's Cody's and the other one's. We didn't make a second one. They never, oh. they never got rid of the other. Gotcha. Maybe Cody will bring one with him. <laughs> uh, McCarthy, did the right guy I, win this I, matchup? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, because he, Scorpio Sky just got it. He won the Face of the Revolution ladder match a year ago. It took him a year to finally get the TNT Championship. Plus, there's still a lot of legs left between Wardlow and MJF where they're going to probably face off at double or nothing. And technically, in storyline, as of right now, because the contract is still valid between MJF and Wardlow, technically Wardlow would have had to have given MJF the TNT Championship. Do I think he booked himself into a corner with this match? I'm talking of Tony Khan. Yes, because it was a lose-lose situation. Either you piss everybody off that wants to see Wardlow hold a championship, or you piss everybody off that is Scorpio Sky fans. It was a lose-lose situation, and I don't think it was a good decision. I think he should have held off on announcing a title match between Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara one week, and then the winner of the face of the Revolution ladder match faces that that winner the next week. Like I don't think that was a good idea. This could have been stretched out. We could have had Scorpio Sky wrestle someone else. We could have had Wardlow and MJF finish their thing, and then Wardlow come out, and because he's a giant of a man with that sonic ring and remind Scorpio Sky that he's the new face of the revolution, and at full gear, he's taking his title. Sonic ring, really? We didn't go that way. Yes, really, I said it. Mr. Navar, you seem to disagree a little bit with those comments. Rebuttal time. I like this whole just taking it easy. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I don't really disagree too much with it. I, I, I had to get over the fact that I wanted Wardlow to win because I, I do agree. It, it's way too early for Scorpio Sky to lose it because we clamored how long for Scorpio Sky to get his due on this show, and so to finally get it to happen, I'd hate to see it ruined in a week. Um. Man, why did we book this match? Why? I understand to a degree why we booked it. Because you had to get the heat on, which I don't know why, because he can just breathe and he has heat. But we had to get the heat on MJF over Wardlow. Yippee. 
You take something from me, I take something from you. Ha 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 But why did it have to be these guys? Why? Let him hold on to the ring for like, I don't know, three months. Doesn't have to have the match now. You know, save it for the pay-per-view. I don't know. Why? 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 Why did it have to? A Sonic ring, though? Seriously, dude? I mean, I agree, but dang. Yes, I said it. That's a shot. That's a shot even for you. And you know what? I'm going to go watch that movie, too, in the theaters when it comes out, because that first one was amazing. I do. I want to see that, too. I know, right? Had to bring it up. Shameless plug for a movie. I'm not in. <laughs> what other but movies do you... But it's not my favorite Sonic character ever, Knuckles. Like, I mean, I gotta see it. It's gonna be sweet. How did we go from wrestling to Sonic the Hedgehog again? Uh, I don't know. Ask yourself. You're the one that did it. Oh, that's yeah, I'm fair. just chilling. Yeah, Switzerland's <laughs> over there just chilling. <laughs> I'm, I'm just chilling. All right. Uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley defeated Willa Yuta and Chuck Taylor. Uh, I love this team, of course. But here, but I, I gotta point out one issue with it. Ooh. Okay, and you know I like all three of these gentlemen. You know I love William Regal. You know I'm a John Moxley guy. And you know I, I respect the American Dragon Big League. But none of them need each other. The three of these gentlemen do not get better by hanging around each other. Yeah, it's cool. They can just kind of, they can kind of mark out with each other and have fun and watch William Regal slap the hell out of Willow Euler because my God, did he? He said, run alone, sunshine. Run alone. Uh, And... And hey, I appreciate Willie Euler trying to put his application in there. We'll see. We'll see if it gets rejected. I, you know, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if slap is is rejection in real speak. I think it's got to be a punch. So that, but that's the only thing. As I go, well, how far is this going to go? They're going to run, run rough shot when tight titles. Uh, is this a way to lighten the load for John Mox a little bit in, in ring wise? Yeah. Uh, even you know he's gonna work two count them two, GCW events on March thirty first. One at four o'clock, the other at nine. You can order him on Fight TV. He's gonna do he's gonna do one of the uh, Barnett's blood sports. You know the bare knuckle, ass kicking. Ah, damn. He loves man. Yeah. Count them. So maybe that's what this is. Like, uh, Moxley, you're going to kill yourself other places, so we're going to give you a little time off. Nabra, I want your thoughts. Uh, yes, great start. We, we we love the fact that William Regal's slapping hell out of people because he should. It's about damn time. But do you understand where I'm perplexed because nobody needs each other here yet? You know, maybe they maybe they bring in Willa Uter officially, and then, then you need, then okay. But nobody needs each other here yet. Like, like, John Moxley's not near retirement, neither is Brian Danielson, to our knowledge. You know, I guess they can both quit tomorrow if they so desire. But to our knowledge, they both have several years left. Why aren't they gunning for the world championship or the TNT title? You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that we can't respect each other, but why are they willing to put their personal goals on the bad burner for the sake of 
William Regal, Brian Danielson would make some sense, but John Moxley's gonna put his, the wild thing, John Moxley, that does it his own, the fresh out of rehab John Moxley, just thinking his own way, doing his own thing, is, you know what I mean? So what are your thoughts? It's one of those things in wrestling where we do it just because we can and because we don't want to take away complete and utter time away from these guys. But at the same time, we probably aren't going to push them anywhere close to a world title. So let's at least give them something to do by putting them in a team together. The the wild card to this is Regal and the whole concept of teaching their brand of violence which I think is where the Moxley thing comes in. <clears throat> Even though he, you know, he's wild thing, he beats to the, his own drum. I think they were able to pull a little bit of intrigue into that because, you know, you, you talk about wanting to share in the violence and spread violence, your own level of violence. I think that appeased to the heart violent heart of one John Moxley, and that's why you have John Moxley into this. But I, I do think you're right. They don't need each other. To be honest, Sheamus and Cesaro didn't need each other, but they decided to put them together because they didn't have anything at the moment to do with, for them, out. and it worked out. It worked out in a big way. And it's working out here, honestly, for now. Um, it's a great tag team. Having Regal in the fold, I think them having Regal is probably what sells it for the most part because without Regal, those questions of why are we doing this, they don't need each other, would have been even more glaring. But because we have Regal in here kind of being the mentor, kind of you what you wanted to share your level of violence, I'm going to be the the helper in that. I think kind of takes it to a different level. And then obviously, like you pointed out, we get Yuta into the mix, which helps sell the idea that they are trying to teach the younger guys their level of hardcore violence. All righty. Well, Mr. McCarthy, what say you? Do you understand my perplexion? And, and are these your next AEW World Tag Team Champions? Uh, I'll go with that second one first. Yes, yes, and yes. I think they are the only team I see right now beating Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. It's the way Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have been booked as champions. They are ridiculously resilient. Like, So Jungle Boy is almost Shawn Michaels-level resiliency when he was going for his first title. Like, It's absolutely ridiculous some of the moves he kicks out of. So you need someone that that's not going to affect or make them second guess what they're doing because what you get with Daniel Bryan when someone kicks out and he thought it was going to be over we did see that Wednesday he just laughed he just laughed because he enjoys inflicting punishment doesn't care when the match ends it's quite positive he's going to win but if somebody wants to get beat up some more the planet's champion will be happy to abide by that request. And it's the same with John Moxley. Do they need each other? No. But I think they have been increasingly violent in their offenses since they got together with William Regal. I would agree with that. 
Because uh, Mox, Moxley chops different. It just wasn't that one from a couple weeks ago when they first tagged together. All of his chops crack now. I feel like Daniel Bryan had a conversation. Like, bro, your chops shouldn't thud. Your chops should crack. Now they crack all the time. It's not like just a random crack. It's all of them crack through the arena like they're supposed to. Couple of comments to get to from uh, the King of the Hill we didn't get to during the Omos discussion. I'd like your thoughts on it. Uh, he said, Omos won't be a star unless they give him someone to talk for him. If they don't do that, he's going to fall flat on his face. Uh, Omos needs a manager to speak for him. Do you agree with that? Does Omos need a manager? No. I think he just needs to be better at promos. I can think. He? Can he get better at promos? I think so because unlike the Kali situation, his English is better. Yep. And so it's not one of those things where he's going to struggle. Now, the bass in his voice kind of makes it a little bit harder. But I think if he works at it, he can get there. With Kali, it was just so hard because there was that dialect and there was that language barrier that he unfortunately just couldn't get over. And they aren't not... I don't even want to say that he couldn't get over. They didn't even really give him the opportunity. He came in with a uh, manager. I think he's had enough time on the stick to where he understands what he's probably got to do to get better. And I think if somebody like Paul is willing to work with him, whoever it is in the back, I I think he can get there. It's just going to take some time. He's got to have more, like, you, like I don't remember what conversation it was, but like you said with somebody else, like, they just have to have, or actually it was Jason with 2.0. They got to be on TV to do it. He's got to be on TV constantly cutting something, promo, segment, get comfortable with that microphone in your face. Kind of like this, honestly. Yep. I, me personally, I had to get comfortable. Like I, I enjoyed talking, but I had to get comfortable with a microphone in my face to do this kind of stuff. He's just got to get comfortable with it. Uh, McCarter, they kind of switch from gears back to Monday Night Raw to get to Ryan's comments because because you know how Facebook is they load them weird sometimes. Uh, I know it's so does, half does, the time I don't even see them. Does Omos need a manager? I think he could get better at promos. He has to practice, and I think the only way to do that is to put him in front of a live audience. I don't think pre-taped segments help you cut promos. I don't know. Because if you mess up, you can just do another one. So you're not you're learning kind of, but you're not learning the same way as if there's, when there's no net. When there's no net, you, you learn so much more. I but know that uh, I know he's on the outs with the company right now, but I, I, as soon as things get better with him, because they will, because he's a part of the family, uh, I think it'd be interesting to bring Shane in to cut promos for him. You know, they have the connection as the bodyguard for the role underground. That'd be interesting. Uh, I think that would be. I mean, you could occasionally have them tag when you need a big match from Shane or something. I think that would be interesting because Shane's good on the stick. Um, so, so that would be interesting. I don't know if he needs a manager. Like, I need to see him six more months of consistent promo cutting right now. If he doesn't make some strong improvement in six months, and I don't mean it has to be a break promo cutter. I mean, I need to see more. I've seen him improve a little bit in ring wise. He's not there yet. 
he's much better than he was when he first showed up because he couldn't stretch more than I agree. can't say it. Uh, he couldn't stretch because I was watching WrestleMania. If you remember, I texted the group chat last year, and I was like, learn to stretch because he couldn't stretch him out. You know, if you I did. I remember I was we were watching WrestleMania, and I texted the group text. I was pissed off because I was like, "Damn it, learn to stretch!" Like you're doing, you know, the the rake over the back, stretch him out. And so I remember being pissed off like hell. And McCarthy goes, "I know, right? Uh, like he likes to do." <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, we'll see on Omos. I'm a big believer in him. I'm a big, big believer in him. Uh, Omos has got a fan in me. I hope it works. All right, back to Dynamite here. Just one more topic to really cover. Adam Cole and Red Dragon, they defeated Heyman, Adam Page, and Jurassic Express. Did I miss something? Where's Christian? Uh, I'm asking, did I miss something? I don't think so. Again, I've I've been cramming wrestling these last 24 to 48 hours like a madman because I didn't balance good this week. Did they mention where Christian was, McCarthy, and then I missed it? Not that I saw. So I didn't see anything either. So, like, why wouldn't he just team with his buddies? Why would we put the world champion in this? I'm kind of well, curious so about that, still too. Still kind of feuding with Adam Cole, and they're all champions, so it makes it an all-champion match. That's about all I got. All right. But that's all right. it. I mean, it was the, it's the it only was, justification good, I can find. It was a good try, buddy. It was a good, good try. I mean, it was an good okay job. match. It wasn't bad. I, I want to know why Christian's not really wrestling, period, for the most part. Yeah, now he's, other than not, he's doing the same thing he would do for WWE when he's on TV. Yeah. Just kind of, like, for the first couple of months, we couldn't not see him wrestle, and now it's just, yeah. oh, hey, it's Christian. Yeah, at first it was outwork everyone, now it's, I'll meet everyone at catering. <laughs> um, so. Uh. Uh, yeah, where the hell's Christian? I mean, this was the big star they brought in last year, and, and, I mean, this is a former NWA World Champion Christian, and this is a guy that's a TNA Hall of Famer, and and, and yeah, uh, huh, I didn't know that. And he's a where the hell is Christian? Uh, is he not going to outwork everyone anymore, or is he just 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 hanging out? Uh, we'll see what happens on that front. He's going to show up at WrestleMania. Never say never in this business. <laughs> By the way, he's gonna take a chair and by the beat way, it over the back edge. If you don't think that, no matter what the card is, good, bad, or ugly, we can debate it all day long, right? If you don't think WrestleMania is still the tip tops of this industry, where does the entire wrestling world go the week of WrestleMania? Wherever WrestleMania is, everybody and their mama goes to Dallas, Texas this year. Impact going to be in Dallas, Texas. Ram Honor going to run a show in Dallas, Texas. GCW they're in Dallas, Texas. I'll bet, I'll bet Adam Adam Shear and 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 uh, EC3's promotion is in Dallas, Texas. I'm pretty sure they are. Everybody and they mama goes to Dallas, Texas, or we're in next year to be California because WrestleMania is as big as you'll ever get in this business, no matter what. There's not a world that's ever going to touch it. Doesn't mean it will be a great card or a great show. I'm hoping it will be. But I'm talking about just the fact that it's WrestleMania. 
That's all it is. AEW, there's not a company on the planet that will ever touch it. You you can't stop it. Because instead of us saying, well, let's hold our own show across the country and just, nope, better come to Vince. I think it'll be a good couple shows. Especially with some of the matches they've lined up and the way they've adjusted some of the matches. I think it'll be good. I really do. I have I have some high hopes for this WrestleMania. Uh, we have a few more things to talk about, but just just we're getting ready to go in the gauntlet next week. I want to run it down <laughs> for you real quick. And then the week after that. Starting Whew. Monday. Starting Monday, we have Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, we have NXT. Wednesday, we have AEW. Thursday, you can watch Impact, or you can watch the GCW, the collective kicks off. Uh, All of that starts happening. Friday, you got SmackDown followed by the Hall of Fame, where The Undertaker's going to go in. Saturday afternoon, at like high noon, you got NXT Stand and Deliver. Then you got Night 1 of WrestleMania. Then Sunday, you've got Night 2, because why the hell not? And because this business is different than anything else, let's wrap that thing right back around. Then we got Monday Raw after Mania. Oh, my goodness. And then NXT, and then... uh, never stops. We're hitting that time of year, boys, because unlike every other sport that this uh, school on air covers or anything else that we're a part of covers, we, we can't ever stop because this business never stops because then we're getting ready for WrestleMania backlash. Thursday night, two weeks from now, I'm curling up in the fetal position and possibly just dying. So, Wrestling Palooza, it will, and next week, next week we make our WrestleMania predictions. <laughs> you think about it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. All right. That's pretty good. So, yeah, we were harmonizing like a mother right there. <laughs> So, McCarthy, so, why didn't you join us? So, Mr. McCarthy, are you ready for all the wrestling you can possibly humanly stand? You forgot one. What did I forget? Rampage. Just saying, it's there. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have forgot Rampage. I forgot two. I forgot Impact is going to yeah. do a live show at like 11 o'clock at night <sighs> where the Good Brothers are going to take on the Briscoes. Uh, why? Why? Because, and then... Because it'll be great, still. Huh? It'll be great, but still, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, GCW is doing a show at, like, midnight on April 1st. <sighs> Fudge. God. I'm glad I don't work at Giant Eagle anymore. I mean, this is going to be... I plan to... <sighs> I feel plus, like... <sighs> on the 31st, I plan to order both those GCW shows that got John Moxley, because I like to watch John Moxley. We need compensation for this crap. <laughs> Someday. It, well, business-wise, it takes five years for something to come pro- become profitable. That's what I've always heard. Right, McCarthy? That is correct, sir. All right. You're a businessman. How long have we been doing this? Do the re- I've been so it, watching wrestling for no, 20 years. I yeah, still ain't it, getting compensation it, but, for it. But it got better once you got to know us. So, McCarthy, how long have we been doing this podcast? So, all together, like three years, buddy? Three. Yeah, but... Travis, like two. But with Travis, it's like two, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the version that really counts is like two. 
Ride with us, okay? I'm not trying to just. I'm not trying to disparage Styles. It's just a different show now. Different show. I'm not disparaging Styles at all. McCarthy, you believe me, don't you? Sure. I believe you. I believe you. Just so we got a little while. We're, look, we're working here. We're working. All right, Tony Khan commented on Ring of Honor's TV future. I put the quote in the rundown. Here, I'll read it. I will relaunch what I hope to be a really great new Ring of Honor television product, a weekly series wherever it does air or stream, Khan said. So, Mr. McCarthy, you are the essentially TMZ reporter of all things TK Khan. So... What do you think happens? Are we going to get a TV network? Is there any chance it stays on the late night Sinclair? Uh, what happens? What do you think Tony Khan's going to brew up for Ring of Honor? Because it sounds like it will, in fact, be a weekly television series. And given that it's under the AEW banner now, we just might have to cover it because we're covering Rampage here. No. Uh, so, so answer me two questions. Number one, what, what do you think happens to it? And do you think we'll need to cover it on this show? I do think we're going to have to end up covering it. And I think this is the start of the streaming platform for like AEW and AEW adjacent programming. Cause I don't, because Sinclair kind of gave up as far as ring of honor goes. I don't know if Tony Khan even wants to put it back on there. Looking at the time slots available the ratings it got, you know, taking all of those things into consideration, plus you own the entire library now. I think that you do a short-term deal, maybe with Fight, maybe, or maybe with another TBS or a TNT or someone under their umbrella. True TV. True TV is a good example until you get the streaming platform built and then boom day one all of ring of honor is available and this is now eight o'clock whenever or seven o'clock whenever this is when ring of honor whatever the hell they decide to call it will be found from that point on i i think that's the only way you can play it because there's there's too much content that you've just purchased that you can't not have a streaming service at this point you just can't like before with just AEW, it was justifiable to not even mess with it they have not been around long enough to have a dedicated streaming service for all of their stuff they just have it ring of honor though they sure as hell have uh napper i'm afraid i've got some bad news if you're thinking we're not going to cover it i'm planning to cover it (laughs) it's under the banner i know of AEW and AEW, and listen to this, McCarthy. Oh Jesus! Listen to this. Here's some major props. Anything AEW, especially on TV, of a major program does, is too big not to cover. Now, have we left some Rampage out some weeks, like we have this week? Yeah, <laughs> that's because it was on at 11:30. I don't even remember the last time we started talking about NXT. Uh, but the the reality is, is AEW, for the most part, is too big not to cover. I have every intention of covering the new Ring of Honor. Uh, I really, really do. Look, looking forward to that. Uh, McCarthy, you looking forward to that? Oh, dude, for sure. I used so, to like Ring of Honor back in the day. I have every intention of covering it. Now, might it be more cliff notes? 
<laughs> because of all the – we'll see. But, uh, but absolutely, we're going to cover it on this show. Napper, nah, we're in this damn thing for life. We're all three married. You know that, right? <laughs> we're all three absolutely married. So anytime people say McCarthy can't have a successful marriage, this show is proof of otherwise. I don't know if I would consider us successful. Look, Snapman Productions made some money a few weeks ago. That's fair. Yeah. And technically, it's supposed to make more. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I look, I don't know where Rainbow Honor's going to air, but we got to cover it. And I also am hoping to cover, uh, we'll see, uh, EC3's new promotion. Uh, I'm also hoping to cover that. We'll sh- we shall see on that. Uh, it's all, I don't know how we're going to balance it all. I don't. Don't know. Two shows. Two shows. Two shows. Do you Probably have the time? Oh, fine time. It's fine. McCarthy, do you have the time? Probably somewhere. It's in my pocket somewhere. I don't know. I just have to search for it. Yep, we might be expanding to two shows. (laughs) 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 We'll talk about it. If worse comes to worse, we'll just have Ryan be on your show. You get Ryan and McCarthy for a week, and then you get me and McCarthy for the other yeah, week. I or, think we have to do And then we, shows. like, alternate. Oh, God. I think we, I don't know when, but we... We might have to start recruiting more hosts. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. No, we're in this thing. Damn it, we're married. That is. <laughs> Just try to be open about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Lauren and Peyton, I'm sorry if you're watching. So am I. I'm so sorry. I'm so deeply sorry. Frankly, I'm even frankly I'm even sorry for McCarthy's roommate because all women deserve better than what we're offered here. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, let's close it up with a little bit of SmackDown. Let's go ahead and close it up with a little bit of SmackDown. Uh, Brock Lesnar is now the bipolar beast. Have you heard? First of all, I thought that was weird to say that for mental health these days. That's kind of but maybe weird. Lesnar was like. Look at all the merch opportunities. If we're going to go that now Brock Lesnar has a mental condition on top of how dominant he is, oh, dear God, somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, The bloodline escaped the wrath of Brock Lesnar, but Roman Reigns really didn't. Um, Thoughts on this bipolar beast, (laughs) Mr. Napper? I'm still trying to catch my breath through the... (laughs) <laughs> That's probably what our women are saying. <laughs> I, I, dude, I'm with you. If he's bipolar and Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. Th- think like Festus plus Brock Lesnar. Like Festus with all the intangibles of Brock Lesnar. Someone's going to die. Driven turnbuckles all right. Like bell rings or bell doesn't ring he's fine he's brock lesnar he's the good homeboy love good down home country loving good boy whatever bell rings he wants to tear your arm off by the way how can he so easily just rip a car door off that's not the first time i've seen him do that because he's brock freaking lesnar and who's gonna tell him otherwise he can just easily hear 
This he is just kind of held on to that one. He, well, he's already had practice. Remember, he yeah. ripped the doors off that, what was it, a Corvette like 20 years ago? Yeah, and then he ripped the doors off that one with uh, the J&J security. Yeah, 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 he did that and too. Remember, uh, he, so he's got practice at it. He's he probably was, just perfected the he, easiest way to, you know, grip that door and rip it yeah, off. He was overly stiff with Jamie Noble and, and bruised his spleen uh, <laughs> off that car. Poor Jamie. <laughs> poor Jamie Noble, by the way. Uh, <laughs> But if you go get in there, Brock Lesnar, good luck. <laughs> good luck, you moron. Uh, not that he's a bad person. I mean, that uh, yeah, totally. Brock Lesnar can suplex me on a car. Uh, you better add an extra zero to my check if you want Brock Lesnar to suplex me on a car. Um, Pay my medical bills yeah, more like it. Ended up being a little too stiff with him and bruised his spleen. Yeah. Because getting suplexed by Brock Lesnar isn't physical enough, let alone on a car. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, what do you think of this marketing? Bipolar beast. That's kind of odd in today's mental health. Uh, I'll tell you what, good thing Morrow don't work for that company anymore else. He'd be pissed. Oh, he'd be mad as hell. But I I think I think it's a play on words. I think by bipolar, they mean he likes it in the cold. He's polar-ish. You know, he is rocking those flannels now and then. Ranch and everything. I know you're upset because so- I made a really good joke and you feel like you have to up to that level, but... Please stop. Nope, not stopping. This isn't a joke. I'm 100% serious. It's a play on words. Even Vince McMahon's not that crazy anymore to make fun of mental health issues. I said anymore. All right. Uh, finally, Charlotte Flair called out Ronda Rawls to finish what she started. Uh, where are you on the interest with Charlotte and Ronda? Are you interested in this match? Not interested? Napper, I'll start with you. Interested, but I'm so glad that we're only two weeks away from WrestleMania because otherwise <laughs> I'm slowly losing faith in this one. It's going to be a great match, but story-wise, I think they're they're banking too much on the, the physical abilities of both women to where the story has kind of just went... Okay, cool. And to be honest, no offense to Rhonda, but she hasn't really been helping. Um, which is unfortunate, but I They're asking Charlotte to do a lot. They really are. And that 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 sucks because I think if you really had put the time and effort into this and not booked it out so nonchalantly that it could have been something special, but uh it's just it's not hitting home anymore. Yeah, I I can I tend to agree. Where are you on the Ronda Charlotte feud, uh, McCarthy? Are you interested in it? Not interested in it? Are you like uh, me and Napper and think you're asking Charlotte to carry this thing and probably take the loss? This is wild. Yeah, I'm not really interested at this point. I I still think that should be Shayna Baszler's spot. I think she's better on the microphone. She's better in the ring. She's worked hard. She definitely deserves this opportunity, and I think it should be Shayna Baszler, not Ronda Rousey, coming in for a paycheck. I don't. Dis- I don't disagree with you. I don't. Um, I don't know. You need. You need big names for WrestleMania. I get it. I'm not that delusional, but at the same time, I feel like this rivalry would be so much better with Shayna Baszler being being you know the NXT Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair would be. Way better than what we're getting right now. 
hell, even Rhonda and Shayna would be a better story than this. Because at yeah. least there's some storyline to build off there because of the personal stuff, which would make it more entertaining to listen to and to watch. But you're putting two people who, even with, even in Charlotte's case, let's be honest, not the best on the mic, not the worst, but you're putting two people in the ring that aren't the greatest at doing promos and expecting them to get people invested into a, into a match that people either feel really one way about them or feel the other complete opposite way about them. And in most cases, it's the complete opposite where they hate both their guts. Yeah. Because you either think that Charlotte Flair is as, Arguably the greatest woman dresser of all time, like I do. Or you, or, hate or, her. or you think that she's been handed most of everything, despite how talented she is, because of her dad is Ric Flair. And with Ronda Rousey, you either think she's a big star that helps legitimize the company, or you go, you haven't earned your keep, get the hell out. There is, she is our, they are our modern day political society. There are no in between feelings on, on any candidate these days. You either love them or you truly hate them, and so that's where we're at. And so yeah, you're right. It's hard to. It's hard to tell a different story than anything we're wanting to tell. And uh, so with that, I don't know how this is all going to turn out. What I do know is next week, boys, is 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 WrestleMania week. Next week is the go-home show to Monday Night Raw. Next week is the go-home show to SmackDown. The Undertaker is going to go in the Hall of Fame. He's going to cry. I'm going to cry. Vince is going to cry. Most watched induction speech ever. Uh, Undertakers. Yeah, the the live numbers oh. would be nuts. I'm sure the I'm sure the later on on Peacock numbers would be nuts if people don't have a chance Friday night to watch it. Uh, again, we've ran down that so many shows are taking place. Um, we just sat here and stumbled upon the fact that we probably have to start another podcast. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did, didn't we? This is so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll find the time somewhere. Because <laughs> I, I never want to like see my fiance, apparently. What did you say, Jason? So I like how that was basically all of our same answers. I yeah. guess we'll find the time somewhere. Somewhere. I love I love that not, I love that we're all so committed to this and wrestling and each other that we didn't say there's no possible way we could do it because that's the smart thing. Instead, we all said, "Well, let me look. I'll see about it." Yeah, I think we need to start planning that. I don't think that has to start like next week, but I think we need a plan. Do you agree that we need a plan? Yes, I concur. We need a plan. But we got time. I'll be in the chat. Ring of Honor's not live yet. Yet. And this time we'll get to cover the NWA. Yeah. Ha. If I'm doing a second show, I'm going to at least get what I want out of it. All right. With that, we'll keep you updated. I don't know how. I don't know when. I do know that we'll be back here next Tuesday. Mr. Napper, any final words? 
I'm mad at AJ Styles. That is all. Mr. McCarthy, any final words before we bid farewell? Um, um, let me see. Chris Jericho's the best. And listen to the Bruce Cruz podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears. We will have Eddie Kingston for Chris Jericho from Revolution 2022 this Thursday at 6 o'clock a.m. for your listening pleasure. There you go. AJ, you should have known better. Uh, looking forward to that. And, yeah, we didn't ever plan to talk about a second show today, but now it really sounds like it's got to happen. Yeah, I don't know how it can't. There's too much now. <laughs> Not that there wasn't too much before. But now there's extra. Why? Like, Why did I say anything? Good job, All right, uh, so we'll keep you updated on that, and I would imagine we'll figure out a day to start that this summer. Okay. Because we got to cover Ring of Honor. I'd like to cover NWA for my own pleasure, and I think we should cover uh, EC3 and Adam Shears promotion. Really, I do. Okay. How you doing, Naver? I feel like Napper's about to explode. I'm good. He'll be fine, rest assured. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get off here. He's gonna take his pills. Uh, <laughs> and so with that, <laughs> this has been another. Uh, this has been another absolutely off the wall edition of Two the Turn Buckle Bridges Productions right here on Hill Turn Wrestling. Do want to say thank you to Hill Turn Wrestling for letting us always have this platform. We greatly, greatly appreciate you. Be sure to watch Big Stevie C, the Heel and Face podcast, every Sunday, roughly 5 p.m. nowadays. He's much more cantankerous than we are and is much more fair about all forms of professional wrestling because he pretty much loves and hates it all at the same time. Where well, we all have our respective corners. We go in and fanboy about he doesn't. So be sure to watch it every Sunday at 5 p.m. Thank you to everyone at Heel Turn Wrestling for letting us have this spot. We greatly appreciate it. And we may have just stumbled upon more content for you. So, with that, till next week, next week's WrestleMania week, baby, let's get hyped. Let's get hyped. And somehow watch all those wrestling. So until next Tuesday, we'll see you in the ring. Ding, ding. Help me. Oh, no.